Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas.
and give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Lunacy Rain. What's going on, guys? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, it's doing good. How about yourself, man? Better now that I heard that awesome rock music you you guys just blessed us with. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. It was kick ass. So why don't you uh, all introduce yourself to the audience and go around and say your name and what you do in the band? Uh, I'm D. Uh, I'm vocals and guitars. Um, Tim, guitars. Alan, drums. DP, and I'm the bass player. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I'm your co-host. Yeah, that's right, man. Well, it's great to have all of you guys here. Um, Alan... We've had you here before, man. Once or twice. Familiar face. Familiar face in the studio today, man. Once or twice. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, I think you had mentioned that you were in Lunacy Rain, and uh, now we got you, all you guys in here to talk to us, man. Surprise. Surprise. We're back. Yeah, man. That's really cool. So uh, I watched a thing. You guys were on like a Gaston Spotlight uh, show a while back. And you guys were talking about the origin of the name Lunacy Rain. And it comes from the book, The Philosophy of Insanity, by the late inmate of the Glasgow Royal Asylum. And I think that's badass. Uh, Which one of you guys said that you were... Tim, that was you? Let's let's hear that story. Tell me the inspiration. Yeah. I was just reading a book because I bought mental issues have always ran through the family and stuff so a friend of mine suggested the book said hey man check this out so it came across that phrase there was a certain phrase in there i can't remember it but it pretty much said that lunacy could fall like rain upon anyone good and evil right yeah it's and on the back of your shirt yes <laughs> right there uh, actually there it, we go. Go ahead and it, read. it goes lunacy like the rain falls upon both the evil and the good and although Although it must forever remain a fearful misfortune, yet there may be no more sin or shame in it than there is an ague fit or a fever. In other words, don't be ashamed of it. It it could happen to anyone. It could happen to anyone, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Michael's the literature uh, in the room. He's got the uh, (laughs) the who is John John Galt. Galt. And that's from... um, Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Shrugged, yeah. It's a very long, hard-to-read novel, but it's... Brilliant and and hard to listen to. I got those audios. I'll give them back to you next week, dude. <laughs> he, gave, he, gave he bought the audio series, and it's in like one of those. You guys remember CD cases, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. it is slap damn full of like audio CDs, and I'm like, how much is there? You know, I mean, a CD can hold a lot of content, man. And I'm telling you, this thing is this thick, and it's chalked full. Every page is just. Uh, Atlas Shrug CDs. Well, the the book was so inspiring the first time I read it that I wanted to read it again, but I didn't have the free time I had the first time I read it, so I bought it on CD. And this was like kind of before Audible was a thing. So I bought the the CD thing. It came in this big, huge pack, and I wanted to listen to it in the car, so I put it in a CD case. And I was like, this is perfect because everyone I know, no one's going to read that book. But if I give them the audio, maybe they'll listen to it. And I he tried. Did, he, he tried. Dude, I tried. <laughs> work. I can't understand the language in it. There's a lot of... A lot of big words. A lot of big words. I'm not a big word guy. <laughs> is at the... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He man. can't conjugate hey. a verb, guys. I really can't, man. Uh, and, I, and I also am trying to wrap my, my head around the songwriting 
of Lunacy Rain. You guys do an awesome job. Like, do you? Is it a collaborative songwriting effort, or is it just like one of you guys shows up and is like, "I got the lyrics." Like, how does it work? Um, some of the material that we have, honestly, I had written before I joined the band. Um, once I joined the band, we actually sat down at a practice and wrote our song "Prison" together. We had a riff. I came up with a concept. I said, guys, this is what we're writing about. Give me a line. Yeah. And so what I did is as we're sitting there, they'd give me the line. You know, I may have to reword it so the lyrics would fit within the, the how the song was going to be, you know, formed and everything. But gotcha. we, the four of us sat there and in about 45 minutes wrote the song, practiced it for an hour, and then went live on Facebook with it. Good yeah. luck finding that video. We deleted it. <laughs> so is that how you always write music? Do, you, do, do the lyrics always come? Like, do you always write your your words to kind of fit the rhythm of the of the beat or or do you get a melody in your head sometimes and write that way as well well yeah both ways actually and uh sometimes i'm sitting there playing my guitar or whatever i'll come up with a riff and then i'll take it to the guys and say hey check this out and then they'll go okay what you know what's your chords where's the changes and stuff and i'll tell them the chords then all of a sudden we just start jamming to it and then once everybody's fairly comfortable with it i'll jump in start noodling around on some lead or something just trying to find a vocal line or just maybe a cool lead lick for a solo or something like that. And then when I get back home after practice, I'm always on some form of a music high that I've got to come down from before I can go to bed. So I'll sit there and just kind of keep it running through my head. And if a lyric comes to it, you know, I'll write that way. And sometimes I've got to go, okay, this is the riff we have. This is the concept I have. I need help. You know, that's great. I, I love yeah. that you use the word noodling because uh, I use that one a lot. Uh, it's not a big word. But uh, <laughs> it's getting there for you. Exactly, that's a lot of well, syllables. And I, I love the I love the, the the word help. You just said you know you said, I need help. Like that's I I love when a band is collaborative that way. Yeah. Well, when, when I, prison yeah. turned out great. It tells an excellent story. Yeah, it, it really it, does. Uh, I'll actually kind of run you through it. Uh, as we sat outside, I was like, "All right, guys, we're gonna write about a guy who's losing his mind because he can't stand to look at himself in the mirror." I mean, that's a throwback to the name of the band, really. Yeah, yeah. and well, that's kind of where it came from. Um, you know, just going crazy, losing. Everybody's had those moments of rage, those fits, depression, anxiety, stuff like that. Everybody deals with it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so why not write about those extreme emotions? You know, right. it's related. And that's one thing I think that the, uh, that the rock genre does the best is like writes those relatable stories you know it's given such a bad rep for those that are not like metal fans rock you know rock heads people listen to it uh certain type of people listen to it and they're like that's that's devil music <laughs> i mean you guys know we live I got in the that South. growing up yeah oh, okay. it's it's no surprise so no. but it's honestly the most relatable like i get this kind of music if you took time to listen I'll second that. It's not. It's not the only music genre that that dabbles in the the negative emotions and that kind of thing. Certainly not. Right. But I think it's one of the genres that interpret it the best. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of hard to sing about being pissed off with, you know, country. acoustic guitars. Yeah. yeah. And well, you know, even even the great Willie Nelson got to say, said it best himself. You know, country a great country song is written with four chords and something to cry about. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So. What, what would you say, if you had to take Willie's philosophy and set it short and sweet, what would you say about rock music, metal music? That's mm. a toughie. 
Any of you guys? Any of you guys got a short, sweet? Like I'm gonna sum it up. A tagline for rock and roll. Tagline for rock and roll. Alan, I see you stewing. Hmm. I see you stewing. Just, it'd have to be something along how the rock metal family is. Yeah. Coming coming back from Blue Ridge Rock Fest, you know, experiencing that experiencing that with thirty thousand people, and there was majorly no issues within everybody. Everybody it's looked out for everybody. You know, yeah. you get in the pit, somebody fell over, you know, they stop, pick them up, and then go right back to it. You know, it was, it's, it's that's the that's the only way to some rock yeah, metal music. I couldn't, up. You, you're 100% correct. My wife and I were just at Aftershock, and we flew all the way to Sacramento, California for this festival. And even in Sacramento, California, we were surrounded by family. Yeah. Everyone we talked to was very approachable, very cool, very nice. And everybody looks out for each other. Everyone that's, looks out. That's yeah. like the meme that goes around on Facebook where the at they're at the metal concert and they're got the uh, guy in the wheelchair, wheelchair up, and, yeah. Yeah. you know, in the wave. It's so music we oh, yeah. yeah, and it was the same way out there. Kids, like I couldn't tell you how many kids were crowd surfing crowd at that surf. place, man. Had one little girl on her dad's shoulders of the pit went around her. Yeah. Made her pit queen. Oh, it dude. is awesome, man. That is awesome. And I'm like, I wish I could uh, experience that. I'm jealous that you guys got to go to these festivals. I haven't been to one since the Rebellion was in Charlotte. We need to go to the Blue Ridge. Yeah. yeah. We need to hit up that Blue Ridge. I'm talking to you, wifey. Buy us tickets. <laughs> Stop that's, saying no to the rock. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like with kids nowadays. You always see them on their phones and stuff, right? I mean, parents, they should introduce their kids to music. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dude, we've been trying so hard it, to get our daughter to be into priceless. metal music. Yeah, <laughs> just any kind of music. It don't matter if they should yeah, like, play "Mary Had a Little Lamb." I mean, you know. Well, it's like my kids, man. Like my youngest, I think when she was about six, maybe seven, she came up to me and said, "Daddy, what's that song?" And at the time, I was listening to like "Money" by Pink Floyd. And after I told her what the song was and who it was by, I heard this little girl listening to it day in, day out. And then it just bloomed from there. You know, she went from pink, like in Pink Floyd, to now she's a huge Rob Zombie fan. And nice. How old, how old was she then? Uh, she was probably about, I'd like to say, six or seven. So my daughter is 10. She'll be 11 in November. And this earlier this year, we introduced her to the Gorillas, And that's the one oh. that she's latched on to. She loves the Gorillas. She plays it all the time. And so we're like, finally... There's some common ground they, they here. Because up until the videos. Then, oh, yeah, she, yeah. That's how she. Yeah. We do YouTube on the TV a lot. Just play music videos. All the time. Dude. And that one came on, and I could see her perk up when it came on. And <laughs> she's like, who's that? And yeah, it's cool. Right? She's get, she she tolerates us. <laughs> and she likes the, the not-so-heavy rock that we listen to. But uh, we are taking her to Slipknot uh, Sunday. So. No, oh, that'll be an experience and a half. That's yeah. usually what latches them on once they see that first rock concert yeah. and everything yeah. and of course being a kid at a rock concert the crowd's going to do something special try to make it extra special for them yeah, yeah. she'll be hooked after that man that brings on a great question doesn't it should we ask them all their intro what what was your introduction into rock music what what gave you the bug well before we go into that i just want to give my festival moment uh at the last rebellion when slipknot played we snuck an inflatable raft into the into the festival and and we blew it up and put my wife in it and she crowd surfed in a raft and was like telling the crowd like where to go. She was like fake rowing. So that's my festival moment. You guys got to have it. But yeah, but back to what Michael was saying. What was the breakout band that was like, Oh, okay, well I love rock music now. What was what was that? D P you wanna start us out? Yeah, it was uh probably Jimi Hendrix for me. 
Oh, love Jamie. Yes. Yeah. Love Jamie. What about you, Al? 1979, Van Halen won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Van Halen, not you knew Van Hagar. That was coming. <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, it was Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. The album Truth with Rod Stewart. I need to listen to some Jeff Beck. I'm not. I'm not up on it. You're missing out. Oh well. <laughs> check out. Check out the Truth out. Okay. Hashtag that for the episode. <laughs> Please. You got it. Uh, for me, it was David Gilmore uh, with Pink Floyd. Um, that was probably one of very few people that could actually convey emotion through his playing. Along with being, you know, singer and multi-instrumentalist and everything like that. So I just kind of latched onto that. It's like... Yeah, Pink Floyd was it for me, too, in high school. You know, I, I first... I, when I, I grew up on classic rock and, you know, the classic metal. I had uncles... I had one uncle that was a huge Kiss fan, and his brother, my other uncle, was a huge Rush fan. And that's like the classic argument, like, you know, who, Rush versus Kiss, yeah. who's better... And, and so I got exposed to both really. of them growing up, so I don't have a favorite. I love them both, right? But then as a teenager, you know, I started experimenting and getting into stuff and Pink, you know, started listening to Pink Floyd. And, yeah, I'm right there with you. That, you, you said it best. The way you can, they convey emotion through this, the music, not just with their words. Yeah. Very few bands can really do that well, by yeah. the way. Yeah, they, they are definitely you know, one of them. Well, Looks like Pink Floyd won that round of the Rooster Roots. <laughs> uh, in case you guys were wondering, mine, <laughs> mine is up. Never mind. Can we take a moment and recognize how great that joke was? It was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty, pretty epic. Pretty epic. Mine was Metallica. Metallica did it for you. Yeah. Which yeah. album? Ooh, good question. Probably. Come on now, think hard. If you say. If you say if you say don't influence him don't influence him because that is honestly a very valid question because wherever he picked up in Metallica honestly shows you more of his musical taste because they changed so much good answer very good answer same here I cut my teeth on Metallica on that one as well yeah I'll ride the lightning yep I, uh, I kind of got a little bit of uh, musical background like what you were listening to because my dad actually went to the same high school as you. And it was like, the Tim Lane guy, man, he would like pull up listening to like Sabbath and all this fucking shit. Oh, Lord. You know what I mean? He was oh, like, you should get Lord. him on the pod. Oh, Lord. <laughs> get him on the pod. <laughs> did you drive a Firebird? No. What did T-top you drive? I think T-top you told Trans- me. <laughs> a go-kart. A go-kart. <laughs> So was it the car off of uh, is it the car off of uh, Wayne's World the, no, the Gremlin? No, no, it's the one off of Toy Story. Oh, there you go. Terrific. It was one of you goes. Yeah, you goes as fast as you can push it. You goes. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, says here you guys got some. Uh, you guys have been performing uh, and touring with some regional artists over a two-year period, uh, multiple venues. You guys want to speak on that a little bit? That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's what awesome. Experience. We, we, we've had a lot of... You said of... that with so much enthusiasm, Tim. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Trust well, me. No, there, there are some stories that come from the, the travels of <laughs> the, the band. Stories. Tell us but, about the travels. Uh, <laughs> some of that may be considered evidence, so we'll leave that alone. Leave the fifth. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, um, we got lucky to uh, get on to play with uh, some pretty good shows with... Um, Wayland was one of the bands. Um, one of my Super favorite Ball. shows we played Super was Ball. 
Yeah, Super Definitely. Bob, uh, Devour the Day. We've played with them. Kellen um, Heller. Kellen oh, Heller, yes. they're great. Oh, sweet. Um, gosh, uh, Silver Tongue out of uh, Maryland. We've played with Nagazi out of Michigan. Um, I think from Ad, from Adam to Eve was yeah, Eve Adam. out of Michigan as well. Um, I do believe that's correct. Uh, gosh, and venues we've played the Wizard up in Hickory. We've played <laughs> was the Vault for a very short time in Hickory. Um, and then uh, we played the Rabbit Hole in Charlotte. We played Ground Zero. We played Amos's multiple times. Um, what do you guys think about the the venue coming to coming to G Town? I think it's I love great. It. I love the it's idea. Gastonia needs. There's so many musicians around the Gastonia area. Well, not only that, with them building that new ballpark, not but walking distance down the road, somebody's going to need somewhere to come drink during the summer after those ball games. Yeah, exactly. not only that, yeah. some people don't care for sports. Yeah, some sure people have yeah. something different to do. Well, I'm not a big sporty spice myself. I'd rather go rock out or maybe play video games or something like that. <laughs> did you just call yourself sporty spice? He no, did, I said indeed. I'm not a big sporty spice. He's more like scary spice. Yeah, I'm more scary. of a scary spice. I don't know. I was leaning more towards ginger, but. That's true, man. Why do us Irish always get a bad rep, man? Damn it. I remember Damn that on I, I remember that on St. Patty's Day, man. You're not getting me lucky charms at all. But he will serve you an IPA. I will serve you an IPA. Yeah. I'll give you a hell of an intro on the stage. I'll give you the finger. Hey <laughs> boys. Well, we, we it's time. It's time. We ask you about the touring experience because we, we haven't really talked to a lot we've talked to a couple of people that have had some regional you know uh, experience and uh, I just thought it would be fun to speak on a little bit you know what the experience was like getting out into a different market where you don't know anybody and you're basically playing for someone else's fans how did like man did you learn from that did you was there what, any, what did like, you get it were you able to gain some followers actually, actually there's one great experience I can speak on with that we did play for a uh, they're a heavy metal promotional club called the graveyard disciples they're mainly based out of Georgia uh, they invited us down and we played there um, and the entire lineup was like your brutal death metal bands yeah. which was cool and but we opened the show and we're not very You're like Amy Winehouse compared to that right yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it you know we didn't really fit in but even the bands after like we performed come up to us is like guys where the hell did y'all come from you know what are we supposed to do now yeah it's <laughs> yeah. it was it was great and uh we we've everywhere we've played fairly new I guess we have that that kind of sound that kind of rem you remind you of back when but it's still modern I get a, enough or i get a real awesome like and don't take this the wrong way but i get like a really great early 2000s rock vibe yeah that's yeah. that's what i was about to say yeah. Yeah, you definitely have this 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 early to late 90s early 2000s like post alternative yeah you know, post grunge it's like it's it, like it's heavy but also melodic and like you've got you know the, the rhythms are, are very danceable you know for oh, lack yeah. of a better term but uh, no, you definitely have that sound, and and we can sit here and compare you to other bands all day long. But the truth is, you've captured something. Exactly. I've never seen anybody dancing. We were during. The no, no, don't, don't, and... you don't lie, don't lie. Remember the Roadhouse out in Rockingham. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's after they drunk yes. my ass. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it counts. She was dancing. She was. Okay. She, she was. was. Oh yeah. And we'll leave it at that. She was doing her best. 
That's that's all you can do. Dancing but around lot, trying to but, get Alan to take his shirt but, off. Good but going God, back and talking drummer. about the bands that we play with, <laughs> a lot's got to be said about the uh, the music community in general around North Carolina and Charlotte, the way they've accepted us in. I mean, we've made a lot of friends with a lot of other area bands, and it's like a family. Yeah, I yeah mean, exactly. I mean, it, back in the 80s, late 80s, when I was playing around when I was in high school and junior high, there was a similar similar atmosphere in the area. Then when grunge hit, it went away. Yeah. And just right before COVID hit, everything was picking back up. There's a lot of bands like Falling Through April that are oh yeah getting really got to them Killicoy. Out. They're getting national recognition now and well and what happened Charlotte's was coming it, back. You yeah. know, most of the Gen Xers were raising kids through the 90s and couldn't go out, and now the kids are they're grown, grown, and now, now they can all get back, back out. Because I go to shows all the time, you know, it's part of the job, going out and scouting and stuff, and it's, it's everyone's my age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everyone yeah. at the shows are my age. I mean, you see, of course, there's always going to be young people, young adults at these shows, you know, people that are Cody's age, yeah. but the majority of fans you see at shows now are people, Gen Xers. And, and yeah, you know, the next generation, you know, if they're not on their cell phone, then you might see them out. Oh, come on! That's a step back to what he's. Well, yeah, but like, you know, I've discussed it with the wife. Even though we fall under the millennial category, it, we're like when we when we have a kid, we're gonna throw some headphones on that little mushy tater and take them to shows. You know what I mean? Yes. We're not gonna just oh, we can't go to shows. We got we're, uh, here. Play with the iPad. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. No. <laughs> Let me, let me be by myself. You know. No. I see that a lot with, with parents. I hate it, that. It, you know, just sticking their, a screen in front of their kid. No. And just like, I'm going to stick some metal in front of them. Yeah, it's their yeah. babysitter now. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, that's, that's the difference between, you know, regular parents and metal parents. Like, even if, like, you could probably speak for this, the festivals, like, they all brought their kids. Always like kids there, somebody yeah. pushing a stroller with a toddler with earphones on, the toddler's throwing horns, looking around. It's like. You guys have any kids at the uh, Lunacy show throwing horns ever? Has that happened yet? Yes, it has. That's a awesome. few times, actually. That's awesome. That's how you know you made it. If you get, <laughs> you got kids throwing horns out, that's Well, it. I mean, uh, they were our kids. But <laughs> Especially yours. <laughs> that counts for something, though, man. Honestly. These two, it was like... I mean, you see, like, these little... Marsh pit going here and there, <laughs> head banging. Oh yeah, oh. It's, it's. I remember. It's, I remember. It's, it's really an all kid mosh pit going at the rooster one uh, night. Yes. Just a bunch of like kids. <laughs> there mosh. needs to be waivers though. There needs yeah. to be waivers. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, it was, it was it was great. It was my daughter Elena and his daughter Lily was right up front. It was actually one of our Amos's shows. Um, Ooh. Back when it was the old Amos's. Um, you know, they're both, I think they were about eight years old at the time, like this far shorter than the stage, and they're still at the very front of it. You know? That's, that's quite the venue to, to have them up front doing that. That's badass. Yeah. And that was my point. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't care. I'm taking my kids to metal shows, man. <laughs> well, you guys have had a bit of a rebirth here, haven't you? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about. Let's talk about that. that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's let's dig in a little bit. Uh, talk a little history. But let's. I mean, why not? Right. Let's. Yeah. Talk about how you got from where you were to what happened to now. Like let's 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 tell the story. Basically, is what I'm asking. Well, you see, what had happened was. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> now, uh, so no, we formed back in 2016. Um, 
we didn't form uh, our now lineup till 2017 was when we really started gaining traction and everything. Um, got through 2017 and everything as the lineup you see here. Um, Tim dropped out for some personal reasons. Uh, we continued on as a three-piece for a little while. With my blessing, absolutely. Um, Go for it, guys. <laughs> then uh, Alan had some projects come up at work that was going to pull away a lot of time from him. So uh, luckily he was nice enough to help us find another drummer who came in. Um, came in, did a great job. Um, we actually toured with him a little bit. Uh, and then uh, he got diagnosed with some medical issues and had to quit. And then at the time, you know, we were, I was going through some personal things and it just, we kept looking for somebody, but we just never were right in the right mindset to, to continue on with it. So we just kind of stepped back, you know, took a break, um, you know, uh, get our, honestly, ourselves back in line, some health wise, some, you know, personal, mental, everything like that. And, um, it got to where me and DP, we hang out daily, and uh, me and him, we just go to open mic nights and stuff like that, and we just got that itch. We got that itch. So we give Tim a shout here and said, hey, man, you want to put this thing back together? And, of course, he was on board. Oh, yeah, because we and still then, hung out, you know. Yeah, yeah we all remain, we all still we all remain friends through everything, you know. We're all pretty close. Um, We've known each other since first grade. Oh, yeah. nice. So. Right on. Uh you know, and then Did you we, have to sweet talk Alan back in? No, actually, uh, we were in process of looking for a drummer to fill out that fourth member, and then out of the blue, he hit us up, said, "Hey, heard y'all looking for a drummer? Let's put it back together." DP and I, Alan, creeping on social media. DP and I have been talking for between each other for a couple of weeks. Yeah, several weeks. We've been and talking. How's it feel now? Feels good. It, it's it's Feels really great. good. This is. It sounds great. This yeah. is a brotherhood. I, th I think it's going to be better than our first run. I do believe there's yeah. a, there's a lot more drive in it now. You guys got anything cooking up in the studio? Maybe some unreleased goodies that are gonna pop on out here soon. We we Maybe. definitely Maybe. definitely do. I'll go ahead and say that we definitely do. Uh, the downtime give me a lot of time to just pour everything out. Yeah, and we've got a few that we're starting to work on we've got one that me and him actually kind of got together last week and come up with a riff together little and, Simon uh, Garfunkel action going it's kind of coming together so <laughs> I can't wait to hear it man I can't I, I'm excited yeah. for you guys and and thank you for sharing your story because you know it's it's important that people know you know this this what what you guys do what we're trying to help people do it's it's a family there's you know Things are going to happen. Personal stuff happens. People are going to step in. People are going to step out. People are going to step back in. It's just what you, you do know. with it. Yeah, it's 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 a constantly evolving thing. You know, it doesn't have to be this one thing all the time. It can change. It can evolve. It can turn. And then you can bring it back full circle. And yep. you know, it, you know, it sounds like I'm babbling, but the truth is, it's important to tell these stories because it's inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, you know, somebody you somebody might be watching this. Yeah, you know, somebody might be watching this right now, sitting on their couch or. Sitting at the table, watching this on their phone, thinking to themselves, "I sh maybe I should call up so and so and and get it going Let's again." Get the old you know, back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Somewhere do it. out there, there's a band that needs to be reformed. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. I know a couple, but I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Lamb we'll handler. <laughs> <laughs> or new bands. Or new bands to be formed. Yes. You know? If you feel that itch to play, play. play. Yeah. I mean, get out and go to open mics. Go honest, meet other musicians. Honestly, when we shows. started, when we started Definitely. our first few shows, we played for the other bands that played the show. Yeah. I mean, nobody else showed up, and but everybody starts somewhere. You know, don't be afraid. Don't mm-hmm. be, don't be discouraged to play those small shows because everybody's got to play those. Well, small there's going to be lots of nights like out. that. I mean, nobody, nobody gets made overnight, man. Yeah. No. Unless your name's yeah. like Dave Grawl or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But, it's like that meme that goes around on Facebook where there's one guy in the audience says, don't expect a big crowd, pretty much, if you ain't played for the little crowd. Yeah. If that yeah. one person ain't heard you. You know what I'm thinking about, I know what you're thinking. Well, about yeah. yeah. We're not going to name any names either, but I, I'll just say this. Whether the crowd's five or 500 or 5,000, you give each, each of those crowds that same love and energy Absolutely. that you're going to give Absolutely. every show. Give them one or a million. we've got. Absolutely. If I don't walk off stage and my throat not be hurting because I put so much behind it, it, I, it wasn't a good show. Yeah, like I, I yeah. If you don't it. come to rehearsal complaining, guys, man, then yeah. Let me get a lozenge, man. I can't deal with it right now. <laughs> nah, man. Give me, give, give me some hot chamomile this, tea. This is where I'll, I'll give a little uh, thumbs to your uh, Irish Jameson and honey. Hey, works miracles. It sounds just good to drink too. Like <laughs> honestly, not even for a remedy, just good to drink. You know? Just because. Just because, man. Um, but I. Uh, you know, I really, really appreciate you guys being here. Where can our listeners, our viewers, our rooster audience, where can they find more Lunacy Rain? Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, um, Instagram. I don't think we have a Twitter. Um, but, so uh, uh We're working on getting some video stuff put up on YouTube. We have a channel right now. There's nothing much on it. Uh, we just really haven't had much of the Internet presence. Um when we got started, we tried pushing the internet presence, but then all of a sudden everything caught traction, and with just the four of us running everything, got a little busy. Yeah, you know, we got too busy with you know shows and keeping up with dates and everything like that. That our Facebook page and everything has kind of just fell to shit. Sure. So, our our <laughs> algorithm has went downhill. But, uh, <laughs> well, no, I highly recommend getting something up on Bandcamp and Spotify too. Yeah, yeah. Getting so that people can stream because. <laughs> Your music's too good to just keep it to yourself. Yeah, right. We do you know have uh, we do have one other single that has been released without you. Um, I do believe uh, can't remember. It's on Reverb Nation. It is on Reverb Nation. We do have a Reverb Nation. Um, I'll uh, upload stuck now that we've released it to uh, Reverb Nation as well. So. Wait a minute, was this the first? Was this is the, that, first this the first time it's hey, first. we got a premiere on the show. Woo! We didn't even know, man. Thank See you. There? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I had no idea. Secret. We've you. kept this a secret for it's on the hush hush. a while now. Yeah, so. it was. I thought you guys were going to be so mad at me because I did the Rooster Report uh, Friday from Aftershock. I was like, oh. And I, and I, and I was like, I, you know, I was kind of half lit and I was all excited. You got, yeah, you yeah, can tell excitement was, was flowing. <laughs> I was excited about doing this and, and, I, and after I put it up, I was like, oh. So thank you for sharing that on the show, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. A pleasure, man. We appreciate you having us. Yeah, dude. Anytime. We, well, let's we have go a lot around. of respect for what y'all are doing. Let's do words of wisdom around the room. Yeah, oh, man. Lord. Oh, I do have one more question before we wrap things up. Oh, shit. Here it comes. Do you have to have a black t-shirt to be in this band? 
It helps. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, hey, you find me a rock or metal band that prints a shirt in any other color than black, and I'll wear it. Uh, you're, it's so right. You go to the festivals into the merch booth. Yeah. So you got one, one, or two. one or two like blue or white shirts over there, and, and they never like, sell. <laughs> I bought a, a red Amir shirt when they came to Charlotte. You bought that online, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, you got it at a show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, blue tie-dyed spirit box shirt. You got enough shirts to do you for two months. <laughs> we, we we do we do need to remind somebody beside of me. That the only band that can pull off wearing their own merch on stage is Iron Maiden. Well, we're not on stage. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. We're not on yeah. stage. You guys are this on. You guys this are is on. promo. Yeah. This whole show is promo. Yeah. 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 You guys Singular are on the pod. We got shirts for sale. You guys, you guys got any large with you? I'm a large man myself. No, we are currently going to tell another lot. We are, uh, we are in process of getting with our graphics people and everything getting some new merch out. Uh, we're gonna come out with some new designs. Do you have any shows booked yet? Are you are you ready for that yet? Or? Uh, we've been a little apprehensive about booking just because of the you know the current thing. Everything's going with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. You know, they're being a little strict on who they bring in and things like that. So we're we're really taking the time right now for us. Um, gonna get through the holidays and everything. That Fine tune everything. Get yeah. tight. Right. Get toy. Get yeah. the, get the you new can, material get all solid and everything. You can you can correct me on this if if I say this out of term or whatever. But since we have reformed the songs that everybody has heard previously, it ain't like it. No it more. ain't like that mm-hmm. anymore. Switching it up, huh? We yes. Well, we are going. It started with me blowing bass Back when we played the songs then. We were all in a little different mindset, a little different emotional place. And, we were you know, testing the water. And well, now we're all in. You know, everybody's in different different places emotionally and everything. And and I, I, I don't know if I can speak for those guys, but myself, every time I pick up my guitar and get in front of a mic, it's emotion. Like if I'm having a bad day, I'm going to put anger into it. If I'm having a really good day, it's going to be a lot of bouncing and a lot more fun. You know, and every performance every practice everything like that it comes from how i'm feeling then and now that we're all back together and in different places better places honestly uh yeah the music it don't sound the same i don't get the bounce i'm kind of stuck in one spot yeah well you get to play barefoot yeah true that. he gets that, that that's his form of expression back there <laughs> look, my, I, I saw a video i so, so much <laughs> shit because i play barefoot I think it's awesome. I, look, awesome. I can't play drums at all. It's amazing that you can I do can't what you either. do. <laughs> oh, whatever. Stop it. I mean, you could just do it like we, you know, we give him shit for me, Mongo swing stick. <laughs> I literally stick have a shirt. Exactly. I literally have a shirt that says I hit shit with sticks. <laughs> and sometimes it's splatters. Yeah. And sometimes it's us. Exactly. <laughs> Shrapnel God. will go. It, you can see drumsticks flying everywhere, but he'll pick it up. Plenty. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty behind him, but good God, the ricochets that come around the room at practice. Get <laughs> We're going to take out health you have, to, you have to do him like a gospel drummer and get the glass casing to put oh around it. That's been a thought. <laughs> that has been brewing. Michael, start right. us out. What do you want to leave us with? We'll go this way. All right, we'll, we'll all do a, a final thought for you. Final today. thought. 
Um, Any takes backs, apologies, or... Well, no, I just want to tell... I'm going to look into the camera. I'm going to tell you, guys, get out and support your local bands, man. You know, we, we have protection from the pandemic. You know, we're building immunity. Most of us have vaccines. It's time to get back out there and support your local artists and your local businesses, your local venues. Get out there and go see these bands live, man, because uh, every band that you love started out as a local band. Exactly. Everyone All right, everyone. so get out there and support local music and local art. And with that, DP. DP. Um, try to do something nice for somebody, man. We all are uh, living in this virus world. There's a lot of uh, emotions going on. You don't. You might catch an ass whip, but it wasn't meant for you. Yep. So just be kind to people and each other and rock on. Well said. Alan, what you got? To reiterate on what Michael said, uh, and you've heard me say this before, there is so much talent in this area. Yes, there is. So much. This band might not be for you, but another band might be. Put your fucking phone down, buy the goddamn ticket, support these fucking bands and venues, because music is the only thing that is a time machine. A song can take you back to a moment in time specific, and you remember every detail. So, love that. Get love your Absolutely. ass out and show these bands some love. Support them, share their pages, share their music. Buy their merch. Buy their fucking merch, because we like to eat too. It helps. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're trying to yeah. practice or hold a guitar. As one of our as one of our previous producers used to say, me and food go way back. <laughs> Tim, what do you want to leave them with, bud? Uh same thing, man, about listening to just check out these local artists because there's so much top quality, such good caliber music out there that just because it's local doesn't mean it's not worth listening to. There's bands out there that by all means should be out there with the big boys that are around here local. They just haven't got that shot yet. Yep. So get out there, listen to them, and help them get that shot and spread the word about it. I, I don't mean to just to pile on to what you said. If you're curious about some of these bands, Ask one of us. We will point you in their direction. They will not buy it. And that's then, yeah. I'll even kind of expand a little bit more on that. Because um, this happened to, this happened to me at Blue Ridge, man. Don't be afraid to talk to anybody. Make friends while you're out there. Yes. Um, some of the greatest people I've ever had the privilege of meeting, I've met at shows. That's how Cody and I met. Yeah, at a show. At a festival. At a show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So just to go off all of that, I'll give you my final thought, which is uh, rock and roll and rock and roll family. And uh, that's what the Rooster's all about. Not just rock and roll, all genres, you know what I mean? But it's all about family. Thanks for joining us on Season 3, Episode 4, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Cody with a K and Michael for the oh, Rooster. Michael, thank you so Lunacy much. Lunacy Rain. Lunacy Rain, give it up. Give yourself a hand, come on. Woo! It up. Give yourself a clap. Golf clap. Yeah. See you next week. It's all the same. I'm stuck here with you. Your pretty lies. The brutal truth. It's all messed up.